Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Welcome. My name is Jason. I am joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. It's me, Jeremy. <laughs> yes, excellent. Are you getting ready for the Super Mario Brothers movie starring Parks and Recreation's own Chris Pratt? I am. Good. I am. I heard it's it's not live action though, so I was kind of bummed about that. It's going to be animated, so we don't get to see Chris Pratt trying try to like jump around doing like, you know, the the butt pound jump thing. <laughs> I really would love to see a live action Super Mario Brothers movie that really goes for it. And there's a lot of stomping on turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not, like, not real turtles. No, real turtles. <laughs> real tur- wow. We're just going to go there right off the bat. Well, I, I just want us to recognize the insane violence that is Mario Brothers. <laughs> I know they hate, they hate uh, shelled creatures and fungus. Yeah. And I, I would love to see them at least one time try to stomp on a turtle and it just like so that they can use it at the shell as a weapon against other turtles. Uh, and it goes terribly wrong. <laughs> like it, it just oozes out like that episode Do you think- of, of The Office where uh, Kevin runs over a turtle and tries to glue it all back yes. together. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> or they try to, or he tries to stomp on it and just slips out from underneath them, and they fall like a banana peel. That would also be great. That would be or, amazing. And yes, and hear me out. I'm here. What if, what if, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles catch wind of this and they what? become mortal enemies with Mario? Oh and there's word. a Mario Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover. Yes, I'm just saying it could, yes. you know. And you... Bowser and Shredder team up. It could happen. Oh I'm gosh. for it. Right? Bowser right? and Shredder team up, but the Ninja Turtles, are they against Mario also? They got to come together to fight the, the greater evil. They all do. Yeah. Okay. 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 I see. Where does Sonic come into play? He is kicking it with Jim Carrey. They're just okay. waiting for Love Sonic it. 3 to come out. Yeah. Um, but speaking of animal control... Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, is, do you have pests at home? No, that was no, that was it. That was that's as far as I got with that. Oh, segue! Segway. Excellent. Ding, 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 ding. Announced segue. Uh, yeah, we're uh, looking at season five, episode eighteen, Animal Control, um, and uh, this is a uh, really great episode uh, because Brett and Harris from Animal Control are in it, and that's enough yeah. for me. That's. Those are probably the funniest parts of this episode. Absolutely. So let's do those second. Okay. Let's look. We got three plots, really. We got the animal control plot with Wesley Mm -hmm. and April and Chris. We have the uh, Ron and Anne storyline where Ron is ill. And then we have the, um, the Tom and Ben and Andy trying to get money from Dennis Feinstein um, of Dennis Feinstein's company. Um, So, uh, yeah. So why don't we talk about the uh, let's talk about Andy and Ben and Tom, and then we'll talk about April and Leslie and animal control. And then we'll wrap it up with the, uh, the, the Ron storyline. That sounds good, Jason. All right, let's do it. I, 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 it, it works because the credit scene is the Ron storyline. So it'll all come together there. So um, we're going to, we're going to start then with the story of uh, Tom and Ben and, and Chris, Andy. Um, and they're in the Sweetums office and um, Tom is giving everybody basically a, uh, a, a tutorial on the different colognes and perfumes that um, that uh, Dennis Feinstein puts together in this pop quiz and name the scent. And it starts, uh, the names are awful, um, much like Dennis Feinstein, uh, just as a person. Um, and uh, of all of the names in the, the, the different scenes, uh, which one do you find most disgusting? 
Uh, most disgusting. Mm-hmm. Spasm, I think, was one of them. I think it was a poster in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, Spasm is in the very first pop quiz. So let, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll read what there, I remember. There, there, there it is right there on the script. Yeah. So we've got Spasm. We've got Butterface. We have Money Shot. And we have Blood Spurt. Uh, and uh, Blood oh, let me see. <laughs> it should have been Red Mist. That would have been. Oh, oh ooze. <laughs> ooze. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are just the ones. We also have learned that there is allergic. <laughs> and um, oh, there's another one from earlier when Tom was trying to get him to invest in his perfume. Tommy Teriyaki Fresh. Birdcage. <laughs> I can smell your dreams from here, Tom. They smell terrible. <laughs> um the uh yeah so of the four then or five that are listed today which one is most gross to you um yeah i'm still gonna stick with spasm all right okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go how about blood spurt (laughs) why would anybody want that as a cologne or perfume (laughs) blood spurt because it sounds a lot like blood sport with jean-claude van damme i guess yeah oh are these parody perfumes no i think (laughs) they're real like the Weird Al of perfumes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm I'm excited for that movie. <laughs> We're very focused today. This is going to be great. Weird, yeah, it's it's <laughs> Weird Al is parroting um, biopics with his own biopic that he wrote about himself. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, Dennis, he's not starring in it. It's Daniel not, Radcliffe, it's Dan, right? <laughs> and Rain Weird Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is Weird Al, and Rain Wilson is Doctor Demento. Um, Dennis Feinstein's attack, yearning, thickening, <laughs> itch, <laughs> coma, side boob, and his latest, allergic. Oh, my word. They're so bad. They're so bad. Oh, yeah. I don't wear cologne. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. It makes my eyes hurt. Um, <laughs> You're doing it wrong, man. <laughs> just putting it on any part of my body, especially not everything, my eyes. <laughs> everything my, I spend. <laughs> It hurt. My eyes start burning when I'm around too yeah. much cologne. So being it, having it on me is around me. That's too much. Um, my notes throughout most of this plot are Feinstein is terrible. It's just he's awful. Yeah, you get you get no argument for me. But but the thing is, is he's so great at being terrible. Yeah, uh, Jason Manzukis. He's a great a great comedic actor. Um, and uh, and so. Ben explains what's happening. He's trying to get other companies to invest in the Sweden's Foundation. And so that's why Tom got this a, a appointment with Feinstein. And mm-hmm. um, and Tom is kind of talking about how important he is and points out that he has a Rolexus, which is a Lexus filled with Rolexes. And uh, Tom, or Ben's question is, why does he have that? What's the point of that? And Tom's po- justification is simply to have it, which he does. Um, and so the, the plan is that Ben's going to lay out all of the, the foundation's work and how good it is to, uh, donate to them and all the benefits of that. And then Tom will flatter and schmooze and Andy will be there to watch and listen. Um, and, uh, Tom is embarrassed by Ben's clothes as always. And he tell he says, put on a tux or something. Uh, and then he tells Andy that, you know, just take a shower. And Andy's response is, I already took what I call a Dwyer shower. I rub my armpits with air fresheners. And then he leans over and smells his armpit. New car. (laughs) New car. There's there's a scene in 30 Rock where Liz Lemon is using candles as deodorant. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That's so good. There you go. Oh, man. (laughs) I have never been in a place where I was like, I got to rub something else on my body to... to, (laughs) to hide my stink it hurts uh, it hurts my eyes <laughs> it does <laughs> we've all got our problems um and this is my this is my the cross i bear it's, man it's okay it's okay we're here for you thank you well you're over there for me right. um so uh so then they get so what do you to, use just like crystals or something like i like, use deodorant like rock salt i <laughs> i shower regularly and i use deodorant and that's okay. enough for me all right <laughs> my deodorant does happen well, to be the the crystals that you can get at the bottom shelf at your local targets or walgreens <laughs> i used to work at a drugstore and i i would see that 
and every once in a while somebody would buy it and i would just <laughs> i would when they came through it was like yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> the, the crystal deodorant is like, that's doing nothing, but whatever. Uh, Use that patchouli, if, buddy. <laughs> listener, if you're using crystal deodorant, thanks for listening. And um, <laughs> we'll see you next podcast. Yeah, we'll be back around. Um, yeah, it's uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to be smirch more of the listeners. Uh, so they get to the meeting with Dennis Feinstein and he points out right away. He doesn't like charity. That it feels like he's giving money away and getting nothing in return, <laughs> which, hmm. which is charity. Um, and Ben points out that it helps the personal brand. If you show that you're um, generous and Dennis is like immediately annoyed with everything Ben says He's like, and then he points out, first of all, is like, if I'm giving as much as I get, I'm giving $20 million. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, and, uh, and so and Ben, you can see like he's visibly disgusted uh, by by that remark and it cuts to a talking head. And he's like, yeah, he's disgusting, but I want to take his money and give it to needy people. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then Andy points out that people give charity. I get amazing press and he tries to highlight the uh, the amazing press that Bill Gates has gotten for charity. Um, and he talks about Bill Gates. Have, have you heard of him? He lives in Seattle. Guy with glasses. <laughs> Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> that's those are his distinguishing features seattle yes. glasses one of the only one of the only ones up here <laughs> bill gates <laughs> um and feinstein is offended by this because bill gates is like the proto nerd like he is the uh, the epitome of of what a person thinks when they think of nerd and so he's like are you trying to say i'm going to be a nerd too and tom jumps in because tom knows how to talk to these kinds of people. It's like, he means like Mark Cuban and, and Feinstein's like, Oh yeah, Cuban. He's someone I can get down with. Now I, I know Cuban owns the, the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, right? What else did he yeah, do? He how did he get so rich? I can't remember. He invented the Cuban sandwich, I think. Oh yes. I, I know this one place in Miami uh-huh. that has My- really boring Cuban sandwiches. <laughs> Wow. I knew I knew I knew you're going to get me back for all those uh, those deodorant comments. I just didn't think it would be so soon. And regarding uh, sandwiches. Yes, listener, we were in Miami for a layover and uh, we were done going to Target buying underwear because our bags got stolen by the airline. And uh, we I, I just was like, we're so close to Cuba. This is Miami, like like Cuban sandwiches is where they're supposed to be really. And we went to a cafe and they were not great. Okay, and I drug my friends out into the Miami air. My apologies, which is, which is like a death sentence. <laughs> oh, it was so hot and humid, and I was like, I also need to go buy deodorant because my all my stuff was was checked in the ba- in, in the airplane. Like I couldn't, yeah. they wouldn't give it to us. Oh, it was so awful. <laughs> Yeah, I tried and to those... lend him my cologne. He was like, "No, we got to go eyes. to Target." My eyes. So I was like, "Let's go get a Cuban sandwiches and some cups of sugar that they pour coffee into." And uh, the coffee part was great, I thought, but the, the Cuban sandwiches were like, "This is fine." Uh, yeah, yeah. So never again. It was so bad. And then later, I actually went to Cuba. Did you? You went to Cuba too. We went to Cuba, and we, we, went to, we, a, we were in Cuba. We didn't even. Get I a didn't see a Cuban single sandwich, sandwich there, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a lie. So that's why Mark. That's why Mark had to invent them for America. That's okay. That's kind of like my, how the Caesar salad is not actually from Rome or the Caesar era, but from a guy named what? Caesar. The Caesar salad was invented by a man named Caesar. In Mexico. The dog guy? Not the dog guy. And then he brought it up to LA and um and yeah, that's where the Caesar salad really grew. It's not from Rome. Which is just confusing. So but now that we know that Mark Cuban invented the Cuban sandwich, uh, I think we can continue on. Um Okay. Uh, now that we've cleared that up. Uh, so um, Ben is uh, explaining to Feinstein how, you know, they a lot of charities waste money with overhead. 
Um, and Ben is uh, feisty is annoyed with it. And he just tells him straight up, shut up. Um, and he's like, Hey, you guys seem cool. Let's go to the smokehouse. Uh, and then he calls out to his accountant or his CFO, dumb, dumb Eddie, get the checkbook. We're going out. Um, and so he has everybody sent up. Um, and Tom calls dibs on ooze and he grabs money shot and Ben has blood spurt and feisty is just like, no, don't use that one. Ah, go ahead. <laughs> what is wrong with blood spurt? Um, Everything. So, oh, I would say so. Um, and then they go to the smokehouse and Feinstein's response. First words are, they say smoking's bad for you, but is there any medical evidence to back that up? And uh, Tom's just like, great point. And again, Ben tries to explain some of the things that uh, Sweetums does and they how they reduced pink eye in the rural community by 30% to 70%. <laughs> I mean, they're giving people pink eye. I was kind of confused by that. Well, yeah, I'm wondering like how a community has 100% pink eye and you reduce it by <laughs> down to 70% pink eye. Like, are people missing eyes at this point? Like, if it's a hundred percent, it's got to be everywhere. Um, but yeah, it is a uh, it is a mystery. And Feinstein is annoyed by Ben, tell and just put like basically puts him on the snooze button. Uh, and then he asks about fox hunting if, if they've ever been. He flies in drugged foxes from Russia, and they just flop around, so you can just sneak up on them and shoot them in the head. Um, and uh, and Tom is like, that sounds great. And then Dennis is like, we should go hunting sometime. <laughs> and Tom's got let's get this whole wardrobe option. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Just don't wear anything bright or too reflective. How fast can you run? <laughs> Cuts to Tom's talking head. And he's like, uh, I think he's trying to hunt me. Which we have, if we remember last time we saw Dennis Feinstein, he has tried to hunt people um when he when ben was interviewing to be a cfo he's like i'm talking about the greatest event uh, vacation of my life um so yeah so tom doesn't know this about dennis um yeah and so uh De ben is still trying to like pitch sweetums and so there's a dennis not to interrupt and then dennis is just like then don't um and he's starts boasting about it. he shut him down and everything and andy who like throughout this whole scene you could see him holding a cigar and just like scowling at feinstein because mm -hmm. andy is may not he may not be the smartest person in the world but he has a great emotional intelligence he is able to recognize when people are in distress he he is the golden retriever, as we have said before. And he comes to a realization in this moment. And he just looks at Feinstein and says, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? Everybody freaks out. Um, and, uh, and, um, and Feinstein is like, where are your manners? You come here asking for money, treat me like this. And he's like, wrap it up. We're done. And he's like, Eddie, show these garbage people out. Take out the garbage, Eddie. And as they're leaving, Donna's there with, with some gentlemen. Uh, and uh, she's all dolled up. And and they're, they're shocked. Like, Donna? <laughs> and, oh, so It's so great. It just it adds to her mystique. Like, every time. It's like, she's barely... She, I think this is like her... Pretty much her only appearance in the episode. But it was so... Like, what what doesn't she do? Yeah. And in the middle of the... Woman of mystery. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Donna is Donna contains mysteries. She goes to, um, to smokehouse on lunch break. Why not? Yeah. So um, the uh, they leave next day. Back at Feinstein's office, Ben and Tom and Andy come back, um, and uh, and Ben is like, "Thank you for seeing us again. We came to apologize." And I love Andy's uh, apology, Mister Dennis Feinstein. Let me say. From the bottom of my heart, my bad. <laughs> my bad. My, my bad. My bad, guys. Um, and Dennis, like, thank you. I appreciate that. And I thought about it, and I said, if you came back and apologized like a man, I would contribute <laughs> to your twenty five thousand dollars to your charity. Um, and so he's like, go out there, help the kids with pink eye or whatever it is you're doing. And so Ben opens it, is like, thank you, and and he says, oh, this check is made out to go bleep yourself 
Uh, and Dennis was like, in your face, Dennis Feinstein helps no man. And, uh, and so they run him out of the office and then Ben is like, you know what? Hold up, hold up. You know what? You are a major dick. And then they run away. Uh, and I love, <laughs> run away. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Dennis, uh, his his call out here as they're leaving is Eddie, get my crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, um, and then they're back at the Sweetums office, and Andy's like, "I'm sorry, I'm, I, I I can go apologize again. I'm getting really good at apologizing." Um, and Tom's like, "No, you should you should apologize to apologizing." And Ben's like, "We could have really used that money." And then Tom's like, "You know what? Look, I will give." Five cents of every dollar this month from rent a swag to uh, to the Sweetums Foundation. It's not a lot, but it will help. Um, and uh, and and Ben is like that's very generous. Feinstein's the worst. Hope he gets into an accident driving that Rolex mobile. <laughs> and Tom, annoyed, like on the verge of taking back his donation, uh, says, "For the last <laughs> time, it's a Rolexus, and you can't drive it." <laughs> It's a Rolexus and you can't drive it. So, um, yeah, so that, uh, that every time we see Feinstein, we're reminded he's terrible, but man, he's so funny. So, um, his character is just the worst. So the, uh, they have a new villain. (laughs) Yes. Leslie. Yeah. They do have a new villain with, with Dennis. He's going to come back, uh, several times in the next couple seasons. Um, and he is, terrible every time and i just want to get to the good place where we meet derek <laughs> i'm derek <laughs> it's such a hard and term. brooklyn 99 yeah yes oh my Clemento. word hey i had an idea for when we get to 99 uh-huh. i'll just you, talk about you're it gonna now. share it now yeah listener okay. don't steal this because this is called <laughs> this is called parks and conversation I say we, when we get there, we just change all our branding and name and stuff. We keep parks and conversation as is, but we change the branding and everything to podcast nine, nine. Yeah. Podcast nine, nine. Yeah. Like in the same font. I like Brooklyn nine, nine podcast nine, nine. I'm going to start working on the graphics now. Okay, cool. Listener. Don't steal that. The dozens of you who listen to this, please. And then when we get to the office, we'll just call it the podcast. I love it. It's perfect. We talked about the good place. We'll just call it the pod place. (laughs) Oh, gosh. This is all coming together, guys. This is finally. Finally. Rutherford Falls will quit. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen an episode of that. I I want it to be better. That's how that's the optimist in me. I want it to be better. Um, oh my word! Yeah. So, uh, I, 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 stay focused with me. Don't uh, don't drift off on podcast nine nine too quickly or the podcast. No, I told you. I'm already. Place. I'm working on the graphics now. I'm out. I'm. Ch- you're you're just talking to the listener. I'm just going to be in the background, listening along. I'm just like I'm with you guys. I'm along for the ride. All right, All right. go for it. So here we go. The uh, Leslie and uh, Chris go to animal control. They're probably doing some kind of review of how terrible it is there. Um, and Harris is there. And he's like, let me show you around. Those are some chairs. <laughs> That's a cat or opossum. <laughs> oh, and this is a napkin where I wrote down a cool name for a dog. Bark Obama. <laughs> and then Leslie was like, what's that? And Brett is like, oh, yeah, we found this bird outside and we want to turn it into a work whistle. <laughs> like in the beginning of the Flintstones. Tougher than it looked, though. <laughs> And he's pulling down this pro trying to make a whistle and uh, it's all bad. Um, and then uh, got to go to a talking head. Leslie says we have a massive pest problem um, because animal control is terrible at catching animals. Um, and while she's doing this talking head, there's a goat in the background chewing garbage up. Uh, so they're terrible at catching animals, but they're great at ingesting and selling marijuana. Um, and it is a terrible place, terribly mismanaged. Um, and Leslie's telling this part to Chris and Harris is like, thanks, as they're playing video games in front of their boss. Um, and uh, Chris is like, well, maybe there's a method to their madness. Uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And Brett just goes four. There are four ways to skin a cat. 
<laughs> he starts listing regular blade. <laughs> As Chris is walking away. He steps into a coyote trap, and uh, and yep. and Harris is like, "Yeah, we've had, been meaning to call somebody about it, but you know, nobody get on the phone." Uh, and and was like, "You're the one that we should be calling." And Harris like, "Whoa, this is so trippy." Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, and Chris just fires them on the spot. The whole department is fired. He's like, "This is one of my running feet." <laughs> Uh, and so uh yeah so this is the cold open as they're getting started and it is a i would say top 20 cold open oh yeah it's so great (laughs) um yeah so trying to get somebody on the phone but nobody (laughs) you're the ones we're calling Um, and they just they get they get fired and brett's like yo let's go to jamaica and harris like no we should go to jamaica oh is that what you said (laughs) yeah dog Oh man. Um, so the, so they're now they need a new animal control department cause Chris fired them on the spot. So they go to a meeting with the city council, uh, and Chris is there as well as city manager. And, uh, and Aunt Leslie says, you know, this is the department has had the most incompetent employees. Jerry Gergich got to start there and everybody's like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Jeremy then jam says, all right, well, uh, and uh, Leslie's like, our new director needs to be competent, effective, and not completely stoned all the time. And Jeremy's like, I got you. I'm ahead of you there. I got the perfect guy. It's a guy who uh, his description is friend of mine, bit of an alcoholic, a little grabby, either a war hero or war, war criminal, depending on who <laughs> you ask, but a good dude. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a guy who Jeremy does his teeth and, um, and so Leslie is like, wow, sarcastically, he sounds perfect. Are his gums great too? And Jeremy's like, yeah, beat red. Um, and uh, then they explain that everybody kind of has turns appointing new directors. And uh, this, and Jeremy says, this whole city runs on dibs. Um, and uh, and so Leslie's like, this isn't right. This is how departments get mismanaged. We're going to be thorough. I'm going to find a candidate, and I encourage you all to do the same, and we'll interview all of them. Um, and Jeremy's response is boring to which Leslie not realizing, um, in her, you know, righteous rage, the self burn that she's going to put down is boring is my middle name. (laughs) So um, Leslie boring. Nope. Yeah. So she gets up and starts walking away, takes Chris with her because he's in a wheelchair. Um, and Chris like, oh, I guess I'm leaving. Great to see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they start to uh, they're going to start doing interviews. And April is signing Chris's cast. And she writes, don't think about how much this itches. And Chris immediately is like, that's very good advice and starts itching. Uh, Chris, I, don't, I don't know if we've talked about this, but have you ever had a you've had broken bones, right? Oh, yeah. I see. I've never I had a had... full I had a, I had a full body kit from my chest down to my from from my chest down to my I broke my femur skateboarding. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, chest to my toes. That was a fun summer. Oh, my word. I still like you've told me this before and I don't understand <laughs> why they had to have so much of your body casted. I, I don't either. I think my mom paid them extra. Like to stay out of trouble. Just immobilize him. <laughs> he, he wanders off. <laughs> Full body cast. So Do I, like, I got just the solution. Um, okay. Here's my next question. Uh-huh. Full body cast. Yeah. How did you go to the bathroom? Um, I mean, they don't, they don't uh, cast a hundred percent like a hundred percent your bathroom areas <laughs> yeah 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 my mom had to my i had special shorts made <laughs> the like, tear away like tear away shorts for well because for company it was the middle of summer man so like i'm not just gonna sit there in a blanket all summer long so she made like these tear away like shorts basically so yeah i was really really stylish in my full body cast and jams as they were known back then um yes yeah dude all right they were cool they're um i want to say i was i think i was like 12 ish i think oh man 10 yeah 10 10 or 12 um yeah i remember the 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 fabric had like neon because this was the 80s, uh, like neon fruit with sunglasses. 
because they were cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is this is wonderful. Uh, there was so much stuff. There was so much stuff in my cast. By the time I got it off, it stunk so bad. It was the most disgusting thing ever. Because I did. I had like a coat hanger that I yeah. would use to to itch and. Oh man, it's just yeah. Legos. It was like Andy's. It was like when Andy got his cast off. It was. I mean, it was absolutely. That was spot on. Oh my word. How long did you have it? Uh, a couple months. I think two and a half months, I think. Jeez. It was pretty pretty much all summer. Yeah. Man. That's an amazing story. Thank yeah, don't, you for sharing that again. You're welcome. <laughs> don't don't break your leg, folks. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't skateboard. Um, my brother and I uh, are both on Instagram, and uh, we have been sharing videos, reels with one another, uh, but never, never actually through Instagram. <laughs> we text we copy the link and we text it to each other <laughs> take take that meta you'll so, never get our <laughs> i don't want you to know what i'm sharing with my brother um <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't, yeah. facebook i don't need you to know who this is going to um and uh but I, most of them are people falling down and breaking bones <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> It's pretty great. Um, so Chris is got his cast on and he immediately starts itching. And so they, they put together the search committee uh, to uh, get people together. Um, and uh, and the first person they call in the first candidate and Donna's there. And so she welcomes in the first person. Uh, and it turns out it's Harris, who was just fired. <laughs> <laughs> and we learn a little bit about him. Uh, it's like he's coming onto a dating show. It's like, right. what's up? I'm Harris. I'm 33 years old. I have my cousin Jason's truck for two more weeks. I have one testicle, <laughs> whack-a-mole accident, and I'm down the clown. And Chris is like, Harris, we know who you are. We just fired you. And he's just like, oh, that's this job? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, never mind. And uh, and Leslie's like, uh, looks, asks Donna, like, why would – why would you think Harris would be the best candidate? And Donna says, because he's the only, he's the one of only two applicants with actual experience at animal control. And then <laughs> next in comes Brett. He's like, yo, my name is Brett. I like burgers. And also I am very high right now. <laughs> and turns around, Harris is like, dude, this is hilarious. And like, we live together. <laughs> <laughs> we live in the same house. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then April is like, you guys know there are cops out there, right? And they immediately like, shut up. like, where are the cops at? I got to go. And they run away. But they run away <laughs> in a weird, like, like, did you notice how, like, they're kind of, like, small hopping as they run away? Yeah. Like, the, like, like how high people try to look normal? Like, I'm doing this normal now. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, so then they start interviewing some other folks. And the next one up is Jerry Gergich, who got a start in animal control, as we learned. Um, and they're going – and his, his reason for wanting the job is, I love cats and dogs sure are great. Um, and, uh, and so then they're like, well, you seem to have all the qualifications. You went to a four-year college. And Jerry points out, actually, when I was there, it was just two-year college. And Les like, oh, you're not actually qualified for the job you have now. Um, and Jerry's <laughs> like, oh, man. And April's just like, you're fired. Get out. And they're like, no, you're not fired, but we're going to have to lower your salary. And Jerry's like, fair is fair. <laughs> um, so hey, I, know, I, I know this is a total crossover. I don't know how many people that watch Parks and Rec also watch uh, Better Call Saul. But very small spoiler, if you haven't gotten to... Uh, I don't know, last season, whatever episode um, is currently on right now. So there you go. Can't spoil it if you don't know. Uh, but Jim O'Hare was in it. He was in an episode oh. of Better Call Saul, which is oh. in the Breaking Bad universe. And yes. he was pretty great. He was he was great. It was a great storyline. And uh, if you watch Better Call Saul, I hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Um, yeah, there you go. Just saying. And he also kind of plays Jerry, which is great. Very good. Anyway, now, there you go. Now, now I'm excited to start that that show. <laughs> Just so to get I to that episode. To this this episode. It's yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic I, show. That's one of those shows that's like I really want to watch that. But Breaking Bad <clears throat> was so emotionally heavy that I'm like I'm not ready to get into that universe again. Yeah, it's not as intense as Breaking Bad, but it's still very emotionally. It's it's a different kind. So yeah, you you're it, that's wise. But when you're ready, it's a good ride. All right. Well, all right. I'll let you know. 
Uh, so Jerry, we'll, we'll talk it, about it in our next in our next podcast. Better call podcast. What if it's just better podcast Saul? <laughs> podcast call Saul. <laughs> what? Uh, we got a lot of ideas. Um, okay. And, anyway. uh, so the next person that comes in uh, is first thing is like, uh, please don't give me this job. <laughs> Essentially, she's like, I I'm very afraid of animals. Um, I uh, and. My but my therapist, Dr. Richard Nygaard, told me to confront my fears. And Chris is like, You're also you see Dr. Richard Nygaard? I'm Nygaardian too. Um, and then she's like, Please don't give me sign my cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanna sign my cast? Um, like it's a, a yearbook. Um and uh yeah, so she doesn't want the job. The next person uh uh comes in is like the spain and neutering tools. Do you think those fit humans? <laughs> <laughs> and April's like, mm, no. Mm. Uh, and then he's like, is there a lock on the spaying room door? And April is like, no, no, no. And they let him go and they don't hire him. The next person to come in is Oren. And immediately uh, Leslie says, hello, Oren. Thank you so much for applying. Now leave. And uh, we find out that his qualifications include having a studied zoology in college and he control animals with his minds. Um, and Leslie's like, just get out. And Orin says, I made you say that. Because he's That's super a good creepy. Burn. That's a good burn. Because he's basically yeah. calling her an animal. Yeah. And he knew that she would throw him out. Even right. Before. So she's kind of brilliant. He's brilliant. So they get to the confirmation hearing in the council chambers. And uh, the person that is being interviewed, that uh, Jeremy Jam's candidate, is Vern Paletta. Uh, and so, uh, they're like, what is your occupation? He currently runs a break dancing studio called DJ Jazzy Verns. Um, and, <laughs> and his animal experience is a bat landed on my face once. <laughs> and, You're hired. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, You're great. This is perfect. Um, and he, uh, says there's a line in here. It was like, if he can teach, if he can run animal control as well as he can teach six-year-olds to pop and lock, he's a home run. Um, and uh, and Jeremy is like, I don't see anybody better for this job. So this is the person we've got. Uh, so Leslie is like, hold up. I got an idea. So she goes and she has a gift of uh, fake blood and assorted other disgusting things for April to try to convince her to uh, to join, to be interviewed for this job. And um, the... Uh, Leslie um, is able to convince her, even though April doesn't really want the job. Um, but April's like, you're good with animals um, and you would do great. There's just this confirmation hearing. And Leslie's like, I don't want to do that. And April's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want them asking me dumb questions about my stupid life. Um, and uh, and so, uh, but she is relentless and she can convinces her to, to do this. And like, April has one condition Leslie has to divorce Ben. <laughs> Seems fair. Uh, and she's like, he's not right for you. <laughs> uh, so they go and um, back to the council chambers and Jeremy starts uh, interviewing her um, and says, we have found many emails just showing how you sexually harassed Leslie Nope's assistant, who turns out to be Andy. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and April's like, that's my husband. And Dexart, who's, a, a creep uh, is like, they were extremely graphic and appreciated by all of us. <laughs> I'd never heard several of those terms and I'm a freak. Um, and, uh, and so April's like, those are personal. Uh, no one should read those. And then Jeremy's like, you once posted a video of yourself drinking alcohol in city hall while you were a minor. How do you justify that? Um, and she's like, alcohol is delicious and fun. Uh, and April, Leslie jumps in dementally, uh, substance that should not be abused i agree april and jeremy's like wow you're a ventriloquist and he's he's like actually doing like a hard cross-examination and uh chris comes up and is like she's not ready for this you rushed her into this now jams sharpening the knives um and and so like all right we need some kind of distraction grab the gavel and break your other foot (laughs) chris like well i do like double the signings the negatives outweigh the positives (laughs) um so they uh, uh, agree to a brief re- recess um, and Leslie apologizes to April uh, to say, like, I you, I put you in this too fast. Uh, it's not you. It's me. And April's like, are you breaking up with me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
And so then Leslie is like, no, I have an idea. And they go back in and um, Jeremy, his opening statement here is Miss Legate. It's it's the opinion of this committee that you are terrible. Um, can you give me one reason why you are the right man for this job? And April's like, no, but neither is your guy. Neither should you get the guy. There shouldn't be a separate animal control department. It should just be a part of parks. And Les is like, that's a great idea. And everybody is convinced by this. And April says, animal control would be way more effective if it was run by parks. I'll write up a report. Um, and it'll be in language simple enough for even you dummies to understand. Um, and... <laughs> And Chris is like, that's a great, great point. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and Jeremy's like, you seem to forget. I already promised it to Vern and he bought a speedboat. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so Leslie uh, does a motion to um, have animal control absorbed into Parks and Rec. And Hauser seconds it. And everybody who is awake votes in favor of it. Um, and they uh, – Leslie's like, you even won over Jam. And Jam's like, no, I'm sick of being on the losing side. I'm going to tell everybody that this was my idea because he's the worst. Um, and so, retro Jam. Yeah, retro Jam. And so after the meeting, Leslie and April are uh, – or, or a Leslie and Chris are coming up to April, and they have a gift for him, and it is uh, a, a, a name plaque that says, uh, April Ludgate, Deputy Director. And Chris has uh, made her a deputy director of animal control within the parks department. Um, And it's, she's going to be great at it, but there's no confirmation hearing. So it's even better. And April's like, how did you get this so quick? And Leslie said, I made it the first week you worked here. Oh, so then April asked some questions about the job. Can I hire an intern? Can I hire a Mexican elf? Can I buy a child bride? All three of those are no's. And her response to that is, then how is this even a promotion? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they, uh, yeah. So now Parks oversees animal control and April is stepping into more authority and responsibility. It's a good win for her. Speaking of authority and responsibility, then let's go to our Ann and Ron plot. Um, because we see Ron in his office in a parka and a hat, like a, a wool hat, not a wool hat, like an animal skin hat, trying to stay warm. And, uh, and comes in, is like, you've been sweating in here all day. Are you drinking any fluids? And he points to the whiskey, like, yes, plenty. And, and hands him a glass of water with ice in it. And, uh, he's, she's like, you need to drink water. And he's like, I usually take it neat, but I'll make an exception in the name of health. And he takes a ice cube and puts it in his whiskey. Um, and then we get a talking head uh, of Ron saying last night, I watched a movie with Diane and the girls in which an orange fish is separated from his father. Uh, with, this is a little Nemo listener. Um, and the children were sniffling, which I believe to be due to the sad nature of the film. I was wrong. <laughs> and so uh, Ron has never spent a lot of time with children, but they are basically germ factories and you will get sick with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's those are the rules. Sick with, you like get extra one. Like you got to get rid of them. Well, in a manner of speaking, you children gotta, are contagious. You got a you got a bad case of children. <laughs> yeah, some people, some people's children. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it is uh, it is not a. It, Ron's learning a lot here. Uh, anytime there's a kid sniffling, you just count down the hours. Oh, God, that's coming mm-hmm. to me. Um, oh yeah. Beginning and of school, so, so much fun. Oh, oh my word, it's the worst. My kids have not really like they were wearing masks all school year this last year, even though they didn't have to. But they're like, I don't really want to get sick because uh, just with a cold or anything. It's like I I appreciate yeah. that so much, and we stayed healthy uh, all school year, and then in the summertime we all got COVID because we're rad. <laughs> and traveled the world because <laughs> we're Perfect. dumb. It was awful. Oh, it was awful. So, um, but Anne is, tells him to like, take off the layers, rehydrate, go to the doctor. And, uh, and Ron's like, I'll be fine. Um, and, but Anne is not going to, uh, relent. Um, and so he tries to get up and show how strong he is and he falls down and, and passes out. <laughs> so, um, so they go to the doctor and Ron's, they're in the, the doctor's clinic office. He's like, uh, I'm here. I want to object 
Uh, I've been brought here against my will. Um, and Anne is looking at the forms he filled out and he had redacted everything. Um, and it's like, we need accurate information for, for date of birth. You wrote springtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, That's true. Um, and, and so then she starts asking real questions for real answers. And uh, my favorite is how many drinks of alcohol do you consume a week? And Ron response is one, like one drink, one shelf. <laughs> <laughs> one shelf of drink. Uh, We also, you know, Ron's units of measurements are not standard because he doesn't know how much money he has, but he knows how many pounds of money he has. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Yeah. So his exercise is lovemaking and woodworking, mental illness in his family. He has an uncle who does yoga, uh, allergies, (laughs) cowardice, and weak-willed men, and hazelnuts. (laughs) And hazelnuts. And his sexual history is epic and private. Uh, so Anne goes to get the doctor, and he's like, he's a rude brass jerk. You'll love him. And uh, it is Dr. Harris who is the best. Um, and Ron tries to give him some rules. Uh, before you do anything, you have to explain it to me so I can determine whether or not I will allow you. And he just puts the tongue depressor right in his mouth at that time. And, uh, and Ron is offended that he's using balsa wood. Uh, <laughs> This is something that's just going to be thrown away. And Ron's like, oh, you're using balsa wood. Um, and so he starts doing uh, different exams. And like, we find Ron is pretty ticklish uh, as he's pressing on his stomach to see if there's anything going on there. Um, and then he looks in his ears like there's something occluding your ear. And he's like, it's sawdust, just blow. And so Harris blows and a bunch of sawdust flies in his face. Um, and, uh, and so Dr. Harris says, you have strep throat. I'm running your prescription for penicillin. Uh, the rest of your results be uh, available in 20 minutes. Um, and Ron's like not interested and he walks away. Um, and Dr. Harris is like, I wish all patients were like that. It's really annoying when they ask questions. <laughs> so yeah, he's the, he's the perfect doctor for Ron. We still don't talk sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so Anne comes to Ron at the next day. He's like, Hey, you look better. I guess actual medicine can be effective. Who'd have thunk? Um, <laughs> And, uh, and so Anne's like, I'm going to go over your results. Your blood, blood pressure looks fine. Uh, your cholesterol is 120, which is the lowest I've ever seen. And Ron's like, what's cholesterol? Uh, and the only problem I see is your potassium, potassium is low. So eat a banana once in a while. And Ron is just like, no, thank you. Uh, and he's like, I do what I do. I'll die the way I die. And, and it points out like, you're not alone anymore, Ron. You got to take care of yourself. So a couple times a week eat a banana, think about Ivy, Zoe, and Diane, and uh, like take care of yourself. Um, and she leaves a banana on the desk. And uh, so then we cut to the credit scene, and Donna and Jerry are saying goodbye to Ron, and he's sitting in his office, and uh, he's got a banana on his desk, and he's waiting for everybody to leave because he doesn't want anybody to watch him eating a banana. And, uh, <laughs> and um, he tries to eat it. And he comes at it from a couple different angles and <laughs> he takes a bite and like falls out of his mouth. <laughs> it's so good. Were you going to say something? No, no, no. Oh, uh, and like he can't do it. And uh, so eventually he goes to punch burger and gets a hamburger and he puts a cut, a, a piece of the banana in the burger, smashes it down and starts eating it. And this is how he's going to improve his health. And I love the fact that he went to Punchburger and came back to his office to eat the banana. Yeah, he doesn't want that banana following him around. <laughs> no, you got to destroy the evidence of that peel. Yeah, it, like I don't want Diane to know that I am weak and needing potassium. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah. so funny. Yeah, uh, that Ron's effort to eat the banana is so. It's so true to life when you are dealing with a picky child. <laughs> like there were so many times with with one of my children where he would uh, <laughs> like throw up like food that he had like a meal that he had eaten like the week before and ate a lot of. <laughs> and then the next day, like would throw up like I didn't, I didn't like it. It's like I decided just, I don't want this. You just ate that. Oh, it was so brutal. It was awful. And now, like his New Year's resolution last year was to try more sandwiches. So I don't know what happened, but he's doing it. Try more sandwiches. Start, start him off with a Cuban sandwich. No, we went to uh, this tortas place over on 148th. It was awesome. 
Oh. Um, and it was spicy and he ate it. He ate the whole thing. And I was like, so proud. I'm like, you're not just eating a Subway sandwich, my friend. You're eating a Mexican sandwich. Like this is way oh, out of your field. And, uh, but you're doing it. So that's pretty stoked. Torta, tortas, tortas are a gift. Yeah, they sure are. And, um, yeah, it turns out any food from Mexico, I am, I'm a fan of. I said it. I said it. So controversial opinion. I know. I know. So yeah, but that's the episode. Listener, what uh what's your favorite fruit? Send us an email, parksandconversation at gmail.com. Uh your and, favorite uh, fruit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what's your favorite cologne? <laughs> Anybody else's eyes hurt when they use cologne? You know, talk to us. It's called Parks and Conversation, friends. Talk to us. So send us an email, parksandconversation at gmail.com. Doesn't have and, to be uh, just us leave talking. Leave a review on the iTunes and the Spotify and wherever you get podcasts and tell people like, hey, this is a podcast I listen to. Go public. Don't don't keep this as your your private shame like Ron eating a banana. But let people know that this is for their health. That's what I always say. <laughs> so, yeah. Any other notes, uh, uh, Jeremy, that we need to highlight with this episode? Um, uh, no, not really. I mean, the, there wasn't much trivia. Uh, this got a 8.3, I believe. Um, and yeah. All right. On, on, on the IMDBs and which is currently broken on my computer machine. So I can't tell you what the next episode is. Well, it's episode 19. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, that sounds episode like, 19. Yeah. That's a good one. Classic. Classic. All right. Well, listener, thank you for sticking with two. us. Article 2. Oh, it's Ted Day. Sorry, just it just uh <laughs> it just, loaded? just came up. Just loaded. All right. Yeah, Pat Oswalt is in this one and it's yeah. great. Ted Day. So, Ted Day. All right. All right. Well, well, let us I'm going to go You're going to what? You're no, gonna I'm just going to go I'm going to work on my logo, my podcast logos. Okay. And, Excellent. And uh <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. And I'm already working on the theme song for podcast nine, nine. So just sweet. Be, just be me going. Ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. Nailed it. All right. We'll talk and to you just have to imagine. You have to. Oh, okay. We imagine us imagine leaving. What? All right. Bye. <laughs> no, Nothing. <I'm> not. <laughs> nope. I'm walking away. All right. Bye. Bye.